0: Welcome to the Televerse,
1: streaming in place. The Legend of Cora. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Streaming in Place. Today we are talking about the Legend of Cora, Book Four, Balance, uh, Episodes Twelve and Thirteen. So, Day of the Colossus and the Last Stand. Uh, so, there there are a bunch of things we need to touch on. We are a hundred percent talking about woo, woo, yeah, woo. woo, not down, woo, <laughs> singing. We're going to talk about Wu and the Bedrimals. We're going to talk mm-hmm. about uh, Asami's dad. We're going to talk about uh, the action sequences. We're going to talk about our, you know, Bolin and Mako time. But the most important thing, obviously... Obviously, Milo. the most important thing is Milo. not Milo. It's hard for me to say that. The most important thing is Korosami Because <laughs> Allison, Korosami is canon. Uh, one of the creators, Brian Canesco, put a Tumblr post out as when it the finale aired... Titled "Korosami is canon, period. Um, I will link it in the show notes. Have have you read this? Do you know about this? Mm. Okay, I will share it. You will want to read it. Uh, Korosami is the first same-sex couple in the history of, of Nickelodeon. And they were not allowed to show them kissing, which is why they didn't. Uh, but they th- that is their they head off at the end into the the spirit world and that's their first date. Uh, and so, how are you feeling, listeners? I wish great! you a clear face. She's so excited. Ah! Um, it, I at the end of it, I was like,
0: "Oh, you know what? This is probably absolutely as much as they can give me. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go ahead and take that." It was really great, and it didn't feel queer baity at all. Like it didn't feel um. Exploitive, and it didn't feel like fan service. It felt like the natural evolution of the character, uh, of the characters, and and that this is sort of where it's been headed since the beginning of the season, certainly. Um and it was wonderful. It was so romantic. It reminded me a lot of the episode of Legends of Tomorrow where Sarah and Ava are children and have, like, their first camp kiss together. Um And obviously these are grown women, not children, but the energy was sort of similarly sort of innocent and sweet and romantic and... um delicate i guess i just i thought it was so lo- it was such a lovely romantic wonderful ending and you've 100 pulled the wool over my eyes i had reconciled myself to being bitterly disappointed and confused about why people kept telling me about how cora was such a great story um, from a queer perspective uh because i didn't understand i was like what am i missing what like what Show me, make it make sense, and now it does. Um, So yeah, I mean, it was great. I was so happy. I was just delighted. You'll know that I was delighted because I didn't text you about it. I was too busy just enjoying it. We were, (laughs) we
1: were texting each other about how we, how had we not heard from you yet? Yeah, yeah.
0: That's because I was, I was enjoying it on my own. It was great. It was just wonderful. And it, you know, um, even as an adult, means a lot to me. Um, and certainly if I'd been watching this as a kid, um, you know, I, it would have meant even more. So it was really, it was beautiful. It was wonderful.
1: Yeah. No, the, the Tumblr, uh, from the, you know, co-creator, uh, it just is very clear. They are both bisexual women and they are dating and in love. That's what it is. Deal with it. <laughs> Basically. It's very, it's very deal with it you know cora so i i listeners if you have if you don't know about this you don't know what we're talking about i do highly recommend going into the show notes click the link read the. it's a pretty long tumblr but read it because it is worth it
0: i opened it already and um i will read it later but yeah oh, oh. cora saw me as canon oh what a nice thing to happen on a shitty day (laughs) like 2020 is still garbage and it does not get to take credit for this because it happened in 2014 but i'm counting it as a personal win
1: yeah i still remember uh when this aired because one of my students at the time uh was watching cora big fan of the show and um so we would talk about it at, at their lesson uh the next you know every week and uh they came in like on cloud 9 bubbling oh my god me is canon did you see the post on tumblr i'm like i'm not on tumblr but i i, mean, I googled it's like, oh my god it's so amazing, and all the macoras are like you know it was it was it was so great i still i still distinctly remember that like opening 5 minutes of lesson until we calmed things down um and and, and like then transition but it was it was absolutely lovely and get to see you know how excited they were and like to one, you know, through a high school student perspective. And then my, you know, I enjoyed it as, you know, a, a 20 something at the time. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's still, I think, holds up. It, you know, it's like, it's, again, it's not what you would want. Uh, you would want them to get to just tell the story they wanted to tell, but at the time, this is what they were allowed to do. So that's what they did. Um, and it is a really lovely sequence. I think, uh, Noel, Did it work as well for you this time as it did when it first aired?
2: Not only that, but, like, it was a lot of, um... It was a lot of, like... The the anticipation of getting there was also just, like... For, basically, the past two seasons, really. Mm -hmm. um, Going, there were all these seeds. Yeah. And now we get to harvest them. (laughs) um, Across books three and four in particular. Um, But then it was also in book four as well, going, like... Just watching them really quietly build that out, mm-hmm. um, so that if you're if you're just treating it as you're supposed to, is this um, friendship between these two women, then that's what it reads like, and it's fine. Um, but then it twists just a little bit, and it's really, really good. And Marcus wisely points out that there's there was a reason she only Cora only wrote to Asami. Yeah. Um, so everything then on the, um, like, the little patio balcony thing um, where they decide to go on the vacation together, it's just really good. It's really sweet. Um, I remember, like, having to push back against commenters in the review um, who were just like, this is really ambiguous. And I really don't think that it means that they're together. Um, like, we... I don't think I had screeners for the finale. So um, we would post a... Start leaving comments for a thing... um, Like a a placeholder entry before the review went up. So people could start talking about it. We could get engagements and page views. Um, And then the review would go up later. And in the comments already after... There were a lot of like... Yeah, no, this doesn't mean anything. They're not together. They're just going off. And I was just like... Okay. If you take Asami out... And you put Mako into that scene, what does it read like? How does it work? Do you have to get anything past standards and practices? Because if you put a male character in Asami's place, it immediately reads like the beginning of a longer romance. There you go. That that's... They're just two gals being pals. Come on. Yeah. No. This, <laughs> no. 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 Um, so I, like, had to, like, do, like, a whole lot of, like, reading to the, to some commenters of, like, no, like, read how this works if we take a male character and put them in here. Um, but then how we also just do other things with how their relationship is developed. Um, but also the fact that they very purposefully, very, very purposefully give Mako and Korra that scene that would have been a confession of love scene. In any other narrative, but it's a, I've got your back scene. Which is a wonderful sentiment to express. But it is not a romantic sentiment to express. When you juxtapose that with the actual end of the episode, it's obviously a romance. It's obviously the beginning of a relationship. Um, but like you were saying, Kate, it was all they could get away with. Um on Nickelodeon at the time. I mean, Cartoon Network still wouldn't recognize friggin' Marceline and Princess Bubblegum at the time because of various territorial censor- ish- censorship issues. Um, so basically what I'm saying is Korra and Asami held hands so that Steven Universe could just be queer as fuck. And still
1: get censored.
2: <laughs> and still get censored.
1: But yes. Um, yeah, well, and, and when they have, you know, Canesco talks about, they very, like, Is it enough for it to have them, you know, take hands and walk into the spirit? No, let's have them face each other to mirror the vows of our couple who gets married. You know, yeah, they're very, very clear. And it's absolutely lovely. Um, Yeah. what You know, and and finding out that the the showrunner and the writers were so behind this for seasons, like seasons and seasons, Um, and just and and made an active choice that like no we need to be more explicit about this in the finale. We need to be very clear as clear as we can be. We are showing a queer romance here. That's what this is. Um and if we leave it ambiguous that is a disservice to our fans and that is a disservice to these characters. Um is really powerful and it's lovely. Big fan. Really love it. Um now we have uh some other things we should talk about in in these episodes. Let's go first to woo. I think, uh, what, how do we feel about woo and his, uh, his badger moles and his new budding singing career? You know, I think it's, I
0: think that something that this season of Cora handled really well is, um, growth, uh, of people who do not seem capable of it in people who do not seem capable of it. Um, Which is a good reminder right now that, you know, we certainly don't have to attempt to rehabilitate, let's say, Nazis... Uh, but maybe, you know, that maybe there's hope for some people out there who really need to adjust their thinking. And one of those people is Woo, who would totally defund the police. Like, what? Who knew? When? And I love the moment when he's like, listen, I know it's going to seem like I'm just being lazy and I want to focus on my singing career. But... Perhaps we shouldn't be a monarchy. I was like, oh my God, who radicalized Woo? Maho, doing the slow work, man. It's great. This is why you have to talk to your family at Thanksgiving. You never know what's going to come out of it. Um, it was really it was a really great surprise. And I like that it was a slower evolution um, than it might have seemed at first, because in hindsight, you can sort of trace back three or four episodes to like the very beginnings of Wu maybe not being such a terrible person. <laughs> um Leading up to his triumphant badger mole rescue. Like, the speech was nice, but the singing and the badger moles and the the sneak attack, all so satisfying and cool. And I'm sure we'll talk about Varric as well, but I feel like there's something sort of similar going on there. Um, <laughs> although in a very different fashion um, with a, a character who obviously... Uh, was not great Uh, growing a little just a little just like a teeny tiny bit um, in a way that made me personally today
1: feel very hopeful well and still feeling like woo though yes yeah Yeah.
0: still I mean still nonsense still like absolutely absolutely not no way Um, but a lot less offensively so I guess
2: yeah no, the Wu stuff is, I think, really great. I have, like, weird sort of issues about how he's able to control the Badger Moles and if this is some sort of weird genetic lineage-type thing of him as part of the Earth Kingdom royalty, and that's why he's able to sort of influence the Badger Mole behavior, despite not being an Earthbender in any way, shape, or form himself. Um, and that's kind of weird, because it feeds into, like, larger genetics, Chosen One-type stuff that the show's baked into. But it's so cool and fun and enjoyable and I love it. And I don't really care about my nitpicks. Um, (laughs) but also like you say, like his decision that maybe we should just abandon the monarchy and just model the earth kingdom after the United Republic. Um, which is basically saying, what if we turn this massive untapped landmass into the United States? Um, which is a weird sort of sentiment to kind of have, but that's basically what they're proposing. Um, But it's still really interesting, and in my brain, I'm just like, "That's such a massive political undertaking. You don't understand what you're really proposing, Wu. It's going to be so much more work. (laughs) It's so much more work that you're actually not going to be responsible for because you're piecing out. But (laughs) Riko's head is going to explode. (laughs) Um, (coughs) But I do. It's just so delightful to watch that character." Have these big, both this, like, big, like, action set-piece victory of the Badger Moles, who, as Marcus notes, are just so great and that they bring Wu up by default. Um, but that then he gets this, like, political reala- self-awareness realization moment that, again, taps into more Koro Mako than Koro Asami as, like, having these realizations about what's important. And Wu's what's important is his singing career, which, no... Don't. No, but hey, Maybe. Tano on the
1: on the trombone much cooler than Riker on the trombone. Let's be very clear.
2: With all the other like little side characters from the various points in the show's run, so you got like the two Mustachio Detectives. You had um Tarlock's assistant, uh, mm-hmm. doing the tuba. Um, so like a couple of like the side su- the side character band um, was all they could get on such short notice. But you know it works.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's um, it- it's such a rewarding way to take that it, it, it's because it's it's rewarding the audience like you dealt with this character being really annoying all season here you go here you yeah. go it was worth it because we got to here um and speaking of sometimes annoying characters let's talk about <laughs> beric um because we have to talk about julie because the only other thing i ha- I know about the comics besides the uh, asami and chorus stuff is that eventually Julie becomes the second president of Republic City and, nice. and and beats out Raiko. So, I don't know if she if she beats him in the election or like he just wins the next one, but she is the second president of Republic City.
0: Oh, that's cool. That. That's great. Yeah, what a nice wedding and um it felt pretty honest. Still like um girl, you can do better, but so the heart better. wants what it wants. <laughs> uh and obviously he's he's growing a little bit um bolin was a a very good officiant he made mm-hmm. some good judgment calls uh and not reading all of those vows that was very wise our our boys learning and growing very good um and i just think it was really well animated and performed the vocal performances in that scene did a lot of lifting to make me um sort of like giddy happy uh, for this couple that definitely shouldn't be like she's like what are you doing this guy's this guy sucks i mean he's great but he sucks um so they uh they did a really nice job and sort of roping me in and getting me on board despite everything
2: <laughs> yeah i think the wedding's very sweet and i think bolin and everything but i love the proposal of will you do the thing for the rest of our lives and it's just like that's very I like,
0: sweet that's extremely sweet I like that followed up by you may now do the thing right exactly <laughs> which um, just like yeah. great one two punch yeah
2: <laughs> the only other thing I have about Varric and Julie is the weird little tidbits of Varric's backstory <laughs> we get of yeah no I got taken by circus people and it's like wait what wait how have we not talked about this Let's talk about being taken by circus people real fast. (laughs) Mm,
1: Yeah, there's a... There's a lot there, and I'm sure yeah. that feels like something that they could have a lot of fun with in the comics. Um, yeah. But yeah, yeah, it's good. Um, Marcus says they also gender flipped the kiss, which seemed appropriate. Yes, a much, a much better call. It's a good dip.
2: It's a good dip. It's, it's,
1: it's a quality dip. Um, Noel, you've got a heart out, so I want to yeah. turn the floor over to you. Anything else that you feel like? We haven't talked about the giant battle. We haven't talked about Kavir. We haven't talked about opening the spirit portal. Um, take yeah. the floor. What would you like to make yeah. sure we talk about
2: Um it? I I do want to highlight, like, the action sequences I think are really, really great um, across both of these episodes. Um, and there's so many of them. Um, but they're all staged really well. Um, I really appreciate the fact that they made a big deal about evacuating the city when they knew they were basically just going to destroy it. Um, because otherwise, a lot of that would not have been great. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's really particularly when everything starts ramping up after they invade the Colossus, um, from Kuvira ripping off its arm is so cool and badass and a neon Genesis Evangelion reference, which I'm all for. Um, but then Kuvira and Korra's duel, um, in like the control room is really great. The ways in which that, like the, the liquid metal becomes like a weapon that was using to control it is really cool. Um, but they all feel appropriately like it feels like a really evenly matched, whatchamacallit, uh, fight, um, which is not what you get prior in uh, the battle for Zafu. Um, so everything's like, everyone's up to snuff at this point, which makes it brutal. Uh, cause you, you see them making impact dents in the cockpit as they throw each other around, but it's still really great. Um, and it's just really well animated. Um, again, I kind of keep going back to, it would look better if like they had all the time and money they had in book one, but it still looks really great and it looks really cool. Um, let's see, was there anything else really specific? Um,
1: Marcus says, "I thought that the Colossus's weakness would be the head. It does have viewing windows. That paint was way too easy to remove. Yeah. Did they use water-based paint? Because that is the kind of mistake I do not expect from Milo. He he knows how to damage things too well. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, but I also appreciate the fact that Kuvira thought about that and had like windshield wiper clu- fluid things, windshield cleaner stuff like loaded. I was,
1: it was very Dalek, yeah. right? Like there's yes. the yeah, it, yeah." <laughs>
2: Oh, stairs! Not anymore. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Um, I really, really like that while we do get this big fight that's just fisticuffs and bending all the way throughout, that it ultimately ends with Cora sitting down and having a compassionate sort of conversation with Kavira. Um, and I find that that is really ties in really nicely with her very brief conversation with Tenzin um, right before Oshi and Asami head off um, about this idea of compassion, which I think is really key to that character because as we've talked about throughout the entire run of every problem is a nail <laughs> to Korra and she is a big hammer. Um, and so she's realizing that she has different tools. And I think that's really lovely to watch her realize and then having that conversation about, Wanting to be in control and getting over pain with Kuvira, I think, is the best way to end that um, for both of those characters. Um, so, yeah, I'll talk about it more tomorrow when we do a wrap up um, and also bemoan my biggest problem with this season, which is there's not nearly enough fucking Tenzin in this season and it makes me angry. It makes yeah. Very angry. I just assumed J.K. Simmons wasn't available. Also, not enough <laughs> Yeah. He doesn't even say anything um but it's very sad anyway no. i have to go yes. i will listen to the rest of this with anticipation <laughs> bye
1: see you tomorrow so Allison, how did you feel about everything else <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh well i want to start with milo because i agree there there's no chance that that was water-based paint um it was like i mean i guess it is possible that Co- kuvira it would have installed some sort of Very fast paint removal system, perhaps Mm -hmm. having anticipated this tactic, but it still felt like that was an obstacle that should have tripped her up a little bit more. Um, The same goes for the wires. (laughs) I kept feeling like they were dealing serious blows that somehow should not have been quite so survivable. Right. Like yeah. at the end of the last episode, I was like, well, how are they ever going to beat that thing? And then the thing I admire so much about part one here is that, um, it's just all of them solving problems, finding new ways to solve problems and encountering new difficulties and circumventing those. And, um, and that's incredibly satisfying to watch. It's uh, problem solution, problem solution, problem solution. Um, and not all of them work, but most of them do. And they were doing so well that I actually found it a little hard to believe that Kuvira was responding as well as she was, um, which I did not expect. So those sequences were great, really engaging. Um, um, obviously, Sato's big moment was gratifying and satisfying. Um an incredible cliffhanger between these two episodes, a great place to end things. Cora's battle with Kuvira, really engaging, um, fun to sort of watch them fight differently, but with some similarities. And as Cora points out, they do have some similarities. Um, so the the battles were, I think among my favorite in both of these shows, really, really, really good, particularly the like, Avengers whoops let's knock down 600 buildings sequence was thrilling.
1: The one that I felt like aside from the paint that I I felt should have been a longer hurdle was when they knock the building in like when it gets knocked down it should it should be too top-heavy it should have taken longer for it to get back up you know like, like, uh, like Kavira should have needed to like earth bend the ground to prop herself prop it back up kind of like I think it was just because they only had so much time, but, um, in in the episode, but yeah, no, it was definitely after setting up such an impossible task, they did a really good job of getting creative with how are these, you know, tools going to be disposed to, to really get it to work. Um, yeah. And, you know, they gave the hero the, we're not that different. You and I speech. And it actually worked. It was nice. She's like, "Eh, no, we are, we are similar. If we weren't so similar, then this would be a very different experience. But yeah. Now we're gonna talk it out. And it doesn't make sense. I don't I don't think they earned the uh Kavira will listen to reason bit, uh, after showing her just destroying and like how many people has she killed? How many thousands or tens of thousands of people has she killed? Yeah. Um and so like the idea that she's just like, no, it's just put down your like I just I will go to jail. It's like <laughs> no. That's not how this is going to work. So, <laughs> so many people are are done. Um, Yeah. But we can talk about that a bit more tomorrow. Marcus says, I would think that if they made more ground obstacles, that would hinder the walking ability of the Colossus. And I feel like the lava should have been more of a hinder. So we should have seen that, like, the foot got, like, melted or something, or heated up. You're like, yeah, they definitely just needed to, they needed to get us, to to where they were going and needed to show okay oh just do the lava it won't work oh just do the paint it won't work like they needed to go through several options um that that the there's like they were ticking off boxes that the audience would expect um and just a little bit more of a um yeah it didn't make sense to me because they can't bend platinum so therefore platinum must be shaped in some manner which means it's got to be heated up and then shaped Right, like that's how they work with the platinum. So, la- if lava isn't heating up your platinum and distorting the shape, then I don't understand how they possibly work with it in a factory. But um,
2: don't I'm being pedantic.
1: Ex- exactly, exactly. Um, do you have any final thoughts on these episodes? Um you know I, I want
0: to shout out my other favorite Milo moment which was the the family all skate rescue moment when oh, Tenzin so saves Genora um uh and then uh the other kids get on the action and and um Milo's rescue was i think especially thrilling for me it was just watching him strain so hard to save his dad it was just really great and it was, was great i was very
1: glad the the air came out of his feet and they yes. didn't go for the fart joke yes i was like me oh too. no and then they didn't
0: yes no it was it was great and it was Um, A nice little button on this sort of running season-long gag of Milo wanting to get in on the action, um, which you think is going to be gratified by the balloons, And it is. And that's so fun and such a Milo thing. Like, it just is a wonderful, wonderful choice. But then the emotional final beat of it is that he does, and when he is able to get in on the action and play a big role, it's in saving his family, which I thought was just lovely. Yep. It's yeah.
1: beautiful. It's beautiful, it guys. It is. Um, yeah. It, there's a lot to enjoy in these last two episodes, and I think like I think this is one of the more successful finales. Yes, I agree that Tenzin is far too sidelined throughout the the season. Um, but despite some quibbles with some of the choices over the course of the season, I I do think and like Batar like comes on board like way too quick, you know, like yeah, th- there's some other you know there's some fast forwarding, but in general, I do think it's a really satisfying finale, and I mean, we've talked about series finales are hard. this is a good
0: series finale it is, it is there's um there's a certain amount of leeway that I feel comfortable granting when the mistakes that a finale is making are the kinds of mistakes. Um, that you have to make to do other things well, right? Mm-hmm. Like if they had tried to dot all of the I's and cross all of the T's and give everybody a little bow, it would have felt fake and rushed, Mm-hmm. Um, way too rushed, super overcrowded. And here it's just, I wish we got a little bit more here or a little bit more here. And instead, um, what the things we do get are really satisfying. And that's far preferable to me. Yeah. Um, and we still get, you know, like we get a nice shot of Lynn at the end and we get like our little, these little moments here and there that I think um, make it feel whole, even if it's not necessarily all of the things that I would want it to be so yeah Yeah. I agree the short version is I agree it's a it's a really good series finale
1: well, and I'm looking forward to our conversation tomorrow about the series as a whole and the, just the season, this sorry, this book, um, and and how, you know, we feel like the show ended up coming together. So that's going to be super fun. Um, we have a schedule change for everyone listening. We are not going to be able to record on Friday. So we are going to do our uh, season and series wrap tomorrow with everyone. Looking forward to hearing Marcus from, from you as well as any of the other listeners who chime in. Um, and then we will come back on Monday for... Over the garden wall, which I'm very excited about. Um Elson, I'm so excited. Like, have you been seeing, everybody's been talking about on Twitter, like, now's the perfect time to watch. I was like, next yeah. week, guys, just one more week. Just don't, yeah. like, it's so Oh, sick. it's
0: been all over all of my various social feeds, so I've been trying really hard to not click on it. So far, what I know is it seems to involve two little boys in pointy hats.
1: Yes, that is, that is true. There are two little boys and one of them has a pointy hat. Great, so much one gray... pointy hat. One pointy hat and one not pointy hat um uh, and one not pointy not hat um but yeah it's gonna be fun looking forward to that but for now that is going to wrap up our conversation on these last two episodes Thank you Marcus for hanging with us in the zoom today and thank you everyone for listening We will be back tomorrow with our series wrap <gasps> Yay. bye bye, bye.